Once again, to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. Music videos to Generation X are like pomegranate stains are to bright white t-shirts. That said, my friends, you have found yourself in the third episode of our series, Music Videos That Helped Build Generation X. These have been going over very well with you guys, and they're so much fun to put together. I initially planned on four of them. I have one more in the can, ready to go, but we'll see whether or not we keep going. For now, let's do this, shall we? The first music video that is on our list was so otherworldly when I first saw it as a kid, and the song sounded like nothing I had ever heard before. It was Adam and the Ants, Kings of the Wild Frontier. Now, first off, this song and album basically introduced the Burundi beat to popular music. It it wouldn't be the last time it was used. For example, Def Leppard would adopt the same rhythms on their Hysteria record on the song Rocket later in the 1980s. But the video for Kings of the Wild Frontier at the time... It was like I tuned into a Mars television station. When you watch it, if you choose to, remember, I saw this for the first time when I was nine years old. It was just from somewhere else. The song introduces the band and its followers as the new royal family. And what a visual. I just saw this and I went right out and bought it on cassette with my paper route money. That's how it worked back then. You see the video, you take the bike ride to the record store. The second selection here is Our Lips Are Sealed by the Go-Go's. Now this music video hit home in that the band, especially the lead singer Belinda Carlisle, looked like the girls that we would have seen going to Southern California high schools at the time. And this this was not a far-off thought. In fact, doing a little research, Belinda Carlisle's family moved from Simi Valley, which is where I lived and was raised, to Reseda and then Burbank and then Thousand Oaks and then later Newbury Park in high school where she was a cheerleader. She was from where I was, And she was in heavy rotation on MTV. And these ladies weren't on TV as fans of a band. They were the band. This video with a killer bass line putting in motion these cool women in a convertible driving through Los Angeles and then playing in a fountain were just so cool. This didn't look calculated. It it, it just looked fun. This helped drive home to me, number one, shocker, shocker, women make great music. 
which sadly was not a visual you saw much of back then. And number two, if this singer could come from my neck of the woods and be on MTV, I guess anything's possible for me too. Let's get into the third one. When I made my very first of these lists for the series, on the day after I released it, promise you this is the truth, you two gentlemen know who you are. Two different friends texted me about a song that was not on the list. How could I have forgotten it? Little did they know at the time it was already it was already on this list and it was on the way. Another example of groundbreaking animation as well as music video storytelling. At number three on our list, we have Aha with Take On Me. Do you remember the video for this? I remember being totally impressed while I was somehow watching the lead singer slamming into an invisible wall between a comic book world and the real world inside of a diner. It was so brilliantly done. When he would walk and slowly morph from one world to the next, this was magical. And then in the end, when the singer and the girl are together in the real world, you can't help but cheer them on. What a great use of a music video. I can't separate the song from the video on that one, and I don't want to. My fourth choice is Cars by Gary Newman. It's not all that complicated. It had a neon pyramid, abrupt camera stops, four people playing synths, but it was just totally stylish for the time. I also love being able to see the different synths in real time making all the sounds. It's like you were watching how they put this, this song together. And what made it special for its time was that it was electronic music, but they still employed a live drummer. There's just something cool about that. You can feel the difference. It gave the song, I would say, maybe a little bit more heart. Very cool stuff. Song number five, Cheap Trick with the Dream Police. This video showcased the two sides of this band's image. This this was just, if this was done on, on accident, then, it, then it's a happy accident. But it's like two out of the four of these guys were these good-looking rock stars. The other two of the four were these everyday Joes. All close-ups and front of the record jackets was Robin Zander and Tom Peterson. And then you flipped it to the back and there's Rick Nielsen and, of course, the one and only Mr. Bun E. Carlos. And the way they shot all four of them, for example, during that famous breakdown instrumental transition of the song Dream Police, was just super cool. Super cool. When this song came out, uh, vans with portholes were still very much a thing. I was thinking if I would have had one, if I was old enough to have had one, I would have had it painted orange and I would have airbrushed some cloud graphics on the side and I would have put in big 1970s, early 80s lettering the word 
Hevan, H-E-A, and then in big letters, B-A-N. I might still do that someday. Number six brings us some rock, this time by Def Leppard and their video for the song Photograph. The song has been described as pop metal, glam metal, hard rock, power pop. I just, I just felt it rocked, and I still do. Uh, we learned about exquisite production value as a generation when we would hear these impeccably produced records. The video had uh, Marilyn Monroe imagery throughout the whole thing, and I remember vividly watching the video and thinking to myself, dude, that, that drummer looks really young. I mean, he would have been, I'm thinking, around 19 or 20. Now, soon after, sadly, this drummer would lose one of his arms in a car accident. But the man still plays drums with the band today. That's perhaps the best stand-by-your-mate rock and roll story ever in my book. Song number seven was very, very painful to watch, and it still is. It's horrible. It was sad, unfair, it hurt. You wanted to do something and you couldn't. And that frustration was heard through bombastic double bass and matching guitar fills and sandpaper vocals. The song was simply called One. The band, of course, was Metallica. Remember, people, videos classified as metal that actually got played in heavy rotation on MTV at the time, with rare exception, were all about partying, chicks, chicks, and partying. Then this very long, in comparison, black and white video came out of nowhere and made us all think, oh my gosh, what if that was me? It made us remember why war, war is horrible. It showed how the basic nature of people willing to exploit is horrible. It just hurt. But sometimes really strong art pulls at your heartstrings. You know, this band has done a lot of things. But this video and the song that was its soundtrack may in fact be the moment that they collectively taught the world something. The only downside was that you couldn't hear any bass, but that's a topic for another episode. At number eight, we have Cult of Personality by Living Color. Do you remember that song? I had a Living Color t-shirt as a senior in high school. This is another example of people taking a sledgehammer to known musical boundaries. Only what they did is they did it by smashing people's preconceived notion of who is supposed to play what kind of music. And by the way, even though that was the strongest, most popular song probably on that record, that whole record was no joke. It was really, really good. Number nine a very talented artist taking a stand and announcing it to the world that he wouldn't be a music video puppet anymore. 
instead of being the face of the video, he did something that was, I think, kind of smart. He employed some of the most gorgeous supermodels at the time to lip sync the words in an industrial setting. And it totally worked. Then came the part that all who saw it live and who was familiar with his past would probably not forget anytime soon. First of all, the song was called Freedom 90, and it was by George Michael. To me, George Michael is totally underrated because he is a quote-unquote pop star. That voice, I mean, who can deny that voice? Anyway, he had an MTV hit with the song Freedom when he was in the band Wham! But this was a new kind of freedom. And he illustrated his freedom by, like I told you, the, the scenes that probably made the biggest dent on us. Destroying his leather jacket made famous in his Faith era by physically exploding the jukebox from the Faith video. Would he continue being an artist? Absolutely. A poster boy in a television network? Nope. Now he was free. The last one, number 10, is not something that I ever saw in heavy rotation, but I did see it, and I thought, what is going on here? It is absolutely perfect for one reason, and that reason is a man named Ron Mayo. Actually, make that three Ron Mayo's. Yes, while his brother Russell was singing the grapefruit juice out of the song, there are a flock of Ron males staring in the camera, being distant, until the end where you get just the slightest smirk. Groundbreaking music? Yes. Yes. Look at the year this thing was made. It helped pave the way for all of the danceable electronic new wave that would follow. Groundbreaking video? Probably not, but then you got to explain something to me. Why can I watch it over and over again and never get tired of it? Hey, I love seeing all these again. Thank you for taking the walk down memory lane with me. Again, we've got more, and I hope you enjoy this series. If you keep telling me you do, we will expand it. But for now, we've once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. On this series, the playlist is going to be the choices themselves. So this time around, we have for you the Refresher podcast, music videos that help build Generation X, Episode 3 playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash music videos that help build Generation X, episode three. Here are our 10 songs. Track one, Adam and the Ants, Kings of the Wild Frontier. Number two, The Go-Go's, Our Lips Are Sealed. Number three, Aha, with Take On Me. Number four, Gary Newman with Cars. Number five, Cheap Trick with Dream Police. Number six, Def Leppard with Photograph. Number seven, Metallica with One. Number eight, Living Color with Cult of Personality. Number nine, George Michael with Freedom 90. And number 10, Sparks, the number one song in heaven. 
that's our new playlist again you can find this playlist really easily on spotify just type in refresher podcast dash music videos that help build generation x episode three we'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show we had some some good ones this time some vast ones very far apart from one another our demographics reports show that we now have listeners in osaka japan salem south dakota glenwood springs colorado and in the australian capital territory welcome everyone we appreciate that you listen to refresher today did you guys know that plants improve the air around you and they actually improve your mood well leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container I really can't do it justice, but what they really want you to do is take your pet plant to go. Check out their website. Their website is www.leafy.com. That is www.leafve.com. And check out the videos to really see what they're going for there. We also have our friends at DesignCraft. They are at the forefront of the millwork industry, constantly innovating to meet custom needs Check out samples of their unbelievable work at designcraft.com. This is how they spell it, D-E-Z-I-G-N-K-R-A-F-T.com. This show simply would not exist without you. If you aren't listening, I'm not talking, and you are listening, and I thank you, thank you, thank you. If you could continue to do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends, that would be so cool. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. It, it could be as little as 99 cents a month. It all helps. Now, if you are so inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, I understand. Just please feel free to listen and enjoy this show anytime. Also, if you're interested in books that I've written, as well as celebrity interviews that I've done and so forth, as well as uh, t-shirts and merch for this program, you can go to refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. This song is called A Day Late. And it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.